You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Radio Show, only on Financial News and Talk. Now live in studio, your host, local and national real estate expert and consumer advocate, Ron Siegel. And hello again. Welcome to Ron Siegel Radio. This is the show with no real boundaries as we discuss current events, financial markets, politics, sports, even poking fun at the rest of the media. This is the show that connects the dots of confusion delivered by conflicting media reports. We think the dots, you know, the actions you can take, how your family or business can benefit from current events. Most of all, thank you for joining me. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day. We have a very focused show. We only chat about items that affect the roof over your head, your bank account, and anything I feel would benefit you. And let me remind you, if you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you, and you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com. Just remember, that's the number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. There are no operators standing by. I am it. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. While I do have a great team when it comes to developing a financing plan or plan to save you money, I personally work with you. Even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com. What, do you get a look this morning? I think there's something to celebrate. I, I, I think every morning on Ron Siegel Radio, we find something to celebrate as we push toward, hard to believe, the end of the month already, the end of the month. And yes, indeed, we are looking today is ooh, Love is Kind Day. It is what it is. New Jersey Day. Uh, not fun one on that one. National Scotch Day, okay, we can go with that, and having beaten anorexia, I think I will stick with Creme Brulee Day, Creme Brulee Day, I gotta love that one, so we'll stick with that one right there, let's take a look at what the markets are doing for us this morning, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 81 points, S&P down 12, NASDAQ always goes up, or it seems like it, up 83 points, Oil down a little bit, and interest rates are down just a touch. The 10-year Treasury down, uh, the yield down almost one basis point. Not quite. Nothing significant enough for us to chat about. What else going on in the world? Well, we did see that, unfortunately, this weekend, Regis Philbin passed. You, how many watched Regis Philbin? I mean, how many missed? How, how could you possibly miss Regis Philbin. He was on almost every broadcast, everything for a long time. I know there's some young folk out there that probably don't even remember who Regis Philbin is. Who wants to be a millionaire? That was Regis. Uh... No, 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 guys. Come on now. That's a different show. That was probably the only show that Regis did not do. That was Jeopardy's theme song, obviously. So that was not a Regis Philbin show. So that was one of the issues. Did you see? Oh, <laughs> it's just just baffles me when I somewhat watch the news and how so many people are being misled right now. It's if you watch the mainstream media, 
You're going to get misled so many times. Uh, it's just unbelievable how much I, I continue to hear some of these main streeters talking about that nothing is really going on in Portland, that it is just a media hoax. Well, I wonder, uh, Congressman Nadler, can you tell that to the two police officers or two law enforcement officers that appear to have lost their vision permanently from having lasers hitting them? Can you tell us that, Congressman Nadler? Maybe you want to go out there and explore firsthand instead of going from your cozy desk and telling people that that nothing, nothing to worry about. There's nothing going on out there. It's just a right-wing hoax. Unbelievable, Nadler. What an idiot. I mean, can you imagine a United States congressman talking that way? Unreal how we, we continue to get that. And there are people that actually sit there and believe what this idiot has to say. Fascinates me. Uh, moving right along. Five largest stocks returned 35% year-to-date. The other 495 stocks have declined by 5%. Are you thinking about buying them? Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Google. For the, in the S&P 500, they're up 35%. If you look at all the other 495 companies, down 5%, which gives us an S&P for the year of a positive 2%. It's a market-weighted average, so that's why it can be so misleading to many, many people as to what's really going on. Fascinating that that is the issue right there. Unreal how that happens. Uh, what else is going on? Did you see this one? This is an interesting scenario, an interesting saga. So about a dozen Miami Marlin players have tested positive for the coronavirus. They believe it came from the, their series in Philadelphia. So the Marlins game for tonight is canceled, but... The Yankee game in Philadelphia canceled as well. Yankees feeling that maybe the visiting clubhouse was the incubator for where all of the Marlin players got the coronavirus. Interesting to watch. Now, I don't know. I'm no scientist. I'm not a, a, a guru there. But I can tell you this. I, I talked to enough school people. I talked to enough individuals, as you know, Dr. Frank Roizen has been a contributor to some of the organizations I am with, and we've got our private news service that we, we pay as well. So how long does it take to sanitize a locker room? Well, they say you can do it in about 25 minutes, 30 minutes, the whole thing, and it takes about 30 minutes to dry, go in there with a massive fogger. Fog the room. I don't know why they don't fog. Maybe they are, and it didn't. It didn't take, or maybe this isn't the scenario. But go into the into the room and fog the room. Right? You can do it an hour before the players arrive. You can do it during the game and just tell the players they can't be in there during the game, and then do it an hour after the game or after everybody leaves. So you're doing it three times a day. I would think that that would solve the problem, but. You know, you got to watch some of these things and see what is going on. How about watching the news as well? Sometimes we don't want to watch the news. We don't want to hear the news because so many of the news agencies just give us such hogwash. But how about this one? 22 different countries in Europe, 22 countries in Europe are now going back to school fully. Kids are going back to school. 
amazing, and they're not getting, there's no uptick in the coronavirus. There has not been a single situation where a child has got the coronavirus from going back to school. So you have to wonder, why are the California schools not wanting to go back? Why are the blue states not going back? Why are the red states going back? Do you think the coronavirus knows the difference between a blue state and a red state? I am going to share with you, here's the real issue of it. It's all about politics. See, the Democrats believe that if the schools are not closed, the economy is not good, then the president will not be reelected, that Joe Biden may not know it, but he'll become president of the United States. And this is a lot of this data is coming from a study done by Harvard University. Definitely not a right-wing school. But they're coming out and they're saying that the issue is not going back to school. The young students don't get, the, the kids don't get it. So what do we do then? Well, you have to set up a standard that'll help everybody. So the kids, they don't get the virus. You've got a lot of young teachers. They might be the ones that we want to be doing the teaching. If there are people with some of the comorbidities that are vulnerable status, some of the elders, right, makes, makes a scenario where they're not coming back and you have substitutes or others coming in to do the teaching. What about doing some of the teaching outside? We find that that does not have a negative effect on the kids. I can tell you one thing with 100% certainty. Not going back to school will have a negative effect on the young people. Because mom and dad, I could tell you this for sure, I've got three boys. Neither my wife nor I are qualified to be teachers. We did not study to be teachers. And my boys, I know for sure, if I would have put them in front of a, a, a computer screen and say, hey, you know something, you got to study. They're not going to study. They're going to get off there and start doing other things. Now, why is it that some areas you can get good results from studying and other areas you don't? Well, the answer to that one is quite simple as well. If your plan is to, if your if you're training, if your infrastructure is geared for, for education, you're going to do things a lot different than just putting a Zoom conference call up there in 10 minutes and saying, we're a school now. That doesn't work that way. How are you monitoring who's in front of the, in, who's doing the studying? How are you monitoring? Are they really there? Right? I, for some of the licenses that we've had over the years, yes, you can do some of your prerequisites online. But they monitor, they use the computer's camera to see if it's really you in front of the camera. They monitor the keystrokes to make sure that there are keystrokes every so many seconds. They do bulk, multiple quizzes. That's not what Zoom is geared for. That's not what Skype is geared for. Those are, or, or Microsoft Teams, that's not how they work. But there are infrastructure ways of getting that to go. But you got to take time. You got to get it done. You got to get some of the teachers educated in how to operate these things. Are they doing that? I don't know. But my guess is, from what I've heard, from what I've seen, many of the teachers are not getting that extra education that they need in order to be an online teacher. Just throw that out there for your consideration. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio, discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial markets. When we come back, three of the latest reports showing housing market is strong. Buying a car before buying a house, what's the right order? What will happen when you pay off your car loan? And how to explain a cash deposit for a mortgage, all that and more. 
You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com. Connect with us, facebook.com forward slash ronsegalradio on Twitter at ronsegal. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Are you earning a safe, secure 10 plus percent return on your investments? Is your credit score over 800? Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564, complete a three-minute complimentary survey, and the area-trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to 79564. Did you know that banks and credit bureaus are rewarded financially if you have bad credit? And the worse your credit score is, the more money they can make off of you? How does that make you feel knowing that banks are getting rich off of your hard-earned money? How does it make you feel knowing that if a bank or a credit bureau makes a mistake on your credit report, they benefit from it and it hurts you? The Fair Credit Report Act of 1971 requires requires banks and credit bureaus to report only accurate information, and nearly 100% of all credit reports are inaccurate. If you're sick and tired of being broke and tired of being robbed by the banks, you owe it to yourself and to your family to call Rondi. Rondi is a FICO-certified credit professional and has helped thousands of people just like you get out of debt and establish great credit. Rondi's number is 855-608-1990. Again, that's 855-608-1990. Or visit creditsanitizer.com. Again, that website is creditsanitizer.com. Are you a veteran, own a home, and need money? The Siegel Lending Team is here to help veterans refinance and get the money they need. The VA 100 lets you borrow up to 100% of your home value, refinance your mortgages, consolidate credit cards, and lower your payments by an average of $700 a month. And the Siegel Lending Team knows that character means more than a credit score. Call 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990. Rate subject to change without notice. Licensed by the California Department of Corporations, NMLS 21037, and DRE number 01869452. Are you a veteran, police officer, firefighter, doctor, nurse, or teacher? If so, you qualify as one of Ron Siegel's VIP heroes, and we have rewards up to $5,000 or $10,000 when you buy, sell, or refinance a home with one of the Ron Siegel Radio Partners. As one of the heroes, real estate agents will rebate part of their commission, lending partners will give a credit at closing, the title company has special published rates, and many other service providers have incentives too. All you need to do is call Ron Siegel Radio at 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or visit VIPHeroProgram.com. Just think about what you will do with all the rebates and incentives from the partners of Ron Siegel Radio. Just call us at 800-306-1990 so we can show you our appreciation for your service. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert, Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions, as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That's my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. 
The Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends at Gold Star Mortgage. When you're ready for that next mortgage. Gold Star, they've got the programs and the products for you. You just need to make the call, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. Let's check and see what the markets are doing today. Always watching the markets for you to check them out. See where we're getting our information, where we are going, what can we do to make things better for you, for your family. That's always our goal the S&P 500 now up 11 points on the morning. Dow Jones up 76. NASDAQ up 84. 10-year treasury is pretty flat. Mortgage-backed securities, the bond is up nine basis points. Doesn't mean a whole lot to most people, but it means interest rates are down a little bit. There is a lot going on right now. This week is going to be an action-packed week with all kinds of information coming out. So one of the services that we do follow, they get a lot of information from a contributor, John Malden. He spoke at length about the stock market in his weekly newsletter. Peace argues that the stock market is highly overvalued and may be due for a downturn. We've been talking about that for a while. The three-year forward earnings are at the 1999 to 2000 bubble levels showing that the stock market is expensive. Additionally, there is not a lot of breadth. In a true bull market, you typically see most stocks rising to new highs. Only 37% of stocks are above their 200-day moving average, compared with 70% in January. Much of the S&P 500 returns are coming from just 10 companies, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Visa, MasterCard, NVIDIA, Netflix, and Adobe. As a group, they're up 35% since the beginning of the year. As a group, the other 490 are down more than 10%. I told you the numbers a little earlier as well. At the same time, gold is at all-time highs, and stocks are getting a boost from apps like Robinhood, where inexperienced investors are spending some of their stimulus checks. There's also board gamblers who have not been able to gamble on sports that have gone to the stock market. Bring this up because if the market does turn lower, that money can find its way into the bond market, which is where we talk about our mortgage rates from. That's why I bring that up to you. So if you think rates are low now, they may get even lower. And speaking of stimulus, the new $1 trillion stimulus package details from the Republicans are going to be released today as they try to put together a new package since the extra $600 per week expires on the 31st. And since most of the states use a a, a process where they end the week on Saturday, they basically that $600 already expired. So again, I tell you, it's an action-packed week highlighted by appreciation from the Case-Shiller Home Price Index, pending home sales, first look at quarter two GDP, The Fed's favorite measure of inflation is the personal consumption index. And then we've also got a Fed meeting. So market's expecting a 15% gain in pending home sales, negative 35% GDP in the second quarter. Got initial jobless claims this week. Wow. It's going to be a busy week, so I hope you are ready. And for many who are in the world of dealing with Real estate, obviously, month end is always a bit of a chaotic time in the real estate environment. 
So as always, I tell you, that is the Mortgage Minute brought to you by our friends at Gold Star Mortgage. When you're ready for that next mortgage, Gold Star has the programs and the products. you got to make the call because no one can do that part for you. Gold Star has all of that available. So let's chat a little bit about, you know, there's, there's question marks all the time as far as what you need to do when you're doing certain things. And especially when you're looking at buying a house, if you're considering buying a house with interest rates where they are right now, it may be the right time to buy. Now, the other part of that is how secure and how confident are you in your job? Right, that is a major, major issue. Is where's your job status? Right, we don't want you to be out there looking for a, a a new home if you're concerned that you may be getting that layoff coming out. Right, because that becomes that could be be a long term problem. You might be taking a short term problem and making it into a long term problem. We don't want you to do that. Right, so. It may be a good time to buy that house now. You may want to wait. Now, if there's a lot of people out there that are having problems with their housing, do you think that could lead to more favorable pricing down the road? Maybe. So let's talk about this one, though, because there are some people who are considering buying cars. And does buying a car affect your credit? Well, the answer to that one is yes. Buying a car impacts your credit. Having a clean auto loan payment history can do wonders for your credit score, and a favorable credit rating does help you qualify for a mortgage. Payment history is the most important component of your credit credit score, so late payments can cause your scores to drop in a big way. That can kill your chances of getting a mortgage. Another way buying a car can impact your score is in changing your credit mix. Creditors like to see that you can handle different types of debt responsibly. If you've only ever had revolving credit, such as credit card or store account, adding an installment loan can potentially bump up your score. Most people check their credit scores before they buy a home. They may find out too late they have not so great credit leaving themselves little time to improve it. Good idea to make monitoring your credit scores a part of your financial routine so when you're ready to buy a house, you're prepared to work within your your credit standing. So what kind of credit score do you need to buy a house? Well, the credit score you need to qualify for a mortgage depends on what type of lending you're pursuing. Government-backed loans such as FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they tend to have the most, or FHA, VA, and USDA tend to have the most forgiving credit requirements. You can qualify for an FHA loan with a credit score as low as 580. Is that good for you? Well, you're going to pay some, some premium for getting that kind of a credit score. If you can put a decent payment down, you may be able to qualify for some of these mortgage loans with credit score as low as 500. Most commercial lenders are looking for credit scores of 660 and above. Some will approve buyers with a credit score as low as 620 if all other factors are favorable. So we go back to the question, how buying power is impacted when you buy a car. Getting approved for a mortgage doesn't just come down to your credit score, though. Mortgages are big debts, often the largest debt obligation people take on. Lenders want to see that you have the buying power to pay your mortgage consistently. That's what I was talking to you about is how is your job security? Your buying power is measured as the difference between your income and your liability payments. The bigger this gap is, the more room you have 
to accommodate a mortgage payment. This is also referred to as the debt-to-income ratio. The debt-to-income ratio is the percentage of your income that goes toward debt. According to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, most mortgage lenders will only approve someone if their debt-to-income ratio falls at 43% or below, including the mortgage. I will share with you there are lenders, investors, that will go up to 50% depending upon other factors. Now, you also have to look at, is it the the front end or the back end? The front end is just your housing divided by income. The back end is all debt divided by income. That's because lenders know you need the rest of your money to pay for living expenses and save for the future. Buying a car before buying a house can alter those numbers enough to keep you from getting approved for a mortgage. Let's look at an example. Someone makes $3,500 a month. They have debt following debts totaling $450 a month, a personal loan with a $200 monthly payment, credit card with a $100 monthly payment, a student loan with a monthly payment of $150. In this situation, 43% of the person's income is $1,505. They already have $450 in monthly debt obligations, which means most lenders would consider approving them for mortgages with payments of 1055 or less. If they have good credit and all other factors are favorable, they stand a good chance of being able to buy a home. Now consider the difference if that same person bought a car before buying a home. If the car payment is $500 a month, that brings the total monthly debt payments to $950. It also means the person will be unlikely to qualify for a mortgage with a monthly payment more than $555. That substantially lowers their buying power when looking at homes. At 3.93% interest, $555 a month on a 30-year mortgage means buying a home with a price tag of around $117,000 or less. At the same rate in terms, you could buy a home worth around $223,000 if you had $1,055 to spend. <coughs> so I ask again, should I buy a car before a house? Whether or not you buy a car before your house depends on a variety of factors. A few times when you might buy a car before a house are the following. If you have a high income and low debt, adding a car may not impact your ability to buy the house if you want. For example, if you have income of $5,000 a month, 43% of that would be $2,150. If you only have $500 existing debt, you can add a $500 car payment and still potentially get approved for a mortgage in the amount you know, for another for an amount that has a payment of eleven fifty. That being said, don't max out your debt to income ratio just because you can, and you should also be cognizant of your monthly expenses. If you have a large family, expensive hobbies, or medical needs, these could all mean you need more than fifty seven percent of your income each month for things that are not recurring bills. If you if your home purchase plans are in the distant future. You may be able to purchase a vehicle without it impacting your later mortgage as much. This is typically true in two cases. You're not buying a home for three or more years, and you can pay for the car in that time. If you want to buy a home in four years, for example, and you can afford a three-year car loan, this might actually help. Make all your payments on time, and your payment history could increase your credit score. You're planning to buy a home before your car is paid off, but you also expect your income to increase. If you buy a car that costs four hundred a month, that's forty eight hundred a year. If you expect your income to go up ten thousand a year before you buy a home, your car won't be a concern for the debt to income ratio. Now, what about the other way? Can I get a car loan after buying a house? 
Outside those situations, however, buying a car could make it more difficult for you to get a mortgage loan for the home that you really want. However, car loans are typically easier to get as they don't involve as deep a dive into your credit and debt to income situation. You might consider getting a car after you get the home. In fact, if you have good credit, enough credit, you can qualify for a mortgage and you don't do anything to jeopardize that. You may find that you're able to access numerous car loan options after you buy a house. If you want to get more information on this or figure out what you can qualify for, remember your friends at the Siegel Lending Team. They are always there waiting to see if they can help you. And you are listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial markets. When we come back, three of the latest reports show housing market is strong. We're going to talk about that. What happens when you pay off your car loan? How to explain a cash deposit for a mortgage? All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com. Connect with us. Facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio on Twitter at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Siegel Lending Team offers you buying power. Let's say you can afford a monthly mortgage payment, including principal and interest, of around $1,900. With today's rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage of 3.75%, APR 3.85%, that payment could support a $416,000 mortgage. But if you wait and rates tick up to around 6.5%, which is roughly the average home mortgage rate over the past 30 years, that same $1,900 mortgage payment, including principal and interest, may only be able to support a $314,000 mortgage. That's over $100,000 worth of homes you're missing out on by waiting. That's buying power. All you need to do to get started is reach out to the Siegel Lending Team at 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990. Or visit SiegelLendingTeam.com. That's S-I-E-G-E-L LendingTeam.com. Payment example excludes taxes and insurance. Call us for full details, 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990. Or SiegelLendingTeam.com. Equal housing lender, licensed under NMLS number 217037. Are you purchasing or own a luxury home? If you're like so many others, your home is your largest asset and the mortgage is your largest debt. The Siegel Lending Team has some amazing financing opportunities right now. Jumbo loans up to $2 million, 30-year rates below 4%, 15-year rates near 35 and if you can believe it, 7-year interest-only hybrids in low threes. The Siegel Lending Team has all the options for your jumbo or second home loan requirements. Take advantage of them while you can. To learn more about all the other financing products available from the Siegel Legal Lending Team, call 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or visit SiegelLendingTeam.com. That's S-I-E-G-E-L LendingTeam.com. Again, call 1-800-306-1990. Rates subject to change without notice. Licensed by NMLS ID 217037 and 145502. Equal Housing Lender. Homeowners that are 62 and older are about to find out a great way to live a better retirement. It's called a reverse mortgage, and SLT can help you learn more. Call the Siegel Lending Team at 800-306-1990 right now to receive your free booklet with no obligation. It answers questions like how a reverse mortgage works, how much you qualify for, the ways to receive your money, and more. When you call the experts at Siegel Lending Team today, you'll learn the benefits of a government-insured reverse mortgage, how it will eliminate your monthly mortgage payments, and give you tax-free cash from the equity in your home. Here's the best part. 
you still own your home. Now is the best time to take control of your retirement. Call 800-306-1990. That's 800-306-1990 to get your free brochure. Call today or visit our website at SiegelLendingTeam.com. That's S-I-E-G-E-L LendingTeam.com or simply call 800-306-1990. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. The real-time real estate segment today being brought to you by the area trusted real estate professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Text SLT Home Digest, SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find your dream home before someone else does. Go to the Digest. It's going to tell you precisely what the county recorder knows about your property, that tells you exactly what the market believes about your property. And it's a free service from your friends at Ron Siegel Radio. So the question is how to explain a cash deposit for a mortgage. So here's the issue. After months of searching, planning, and saving, you're finally ready to apply for a mortgage. You think you have all your ducks in a row? You have great credit and a killer history of making your loan payments on time, but there is one small hiccup. A lender noticed that you've had a recently you've had you've had a recent slightly unusual cash deposit in your bank account. Even though the cash deposit is perfectly explainable, it still stalls the mortgage process. How do you explain a cash deposit for a mortgage? If you've had a recent deposit in your bank account, you'll need to document it as early as possible. So before you even start the mortgage process, make sure to learn how a cash deposit can impact your mortgage application. What is a cash deposit? Cash deposit is any amount of money that is transferred into your bank account, whether it was put in your savings or your checking account. This could be either a check, a transfer, or actual cash. As long as it's money that was wired or directly put into your bank account, it's considered to be a cash deposit. Why does a cash deposit affect your mortgage? That's the big question. Why do lenders care about cash deposits? It's pretty simple. Lenders need to make sure that your income along with any additional assets are legitimate. So a lender needs to verify that a recent or large deposit into your bank account is legal and not a loan or other debt obligation. It's no secret that mortgages are not cheap. If you don't have the current funds to cover the cost of obtaining a mortgage, you might need to transfer a good amount of money into your bank account. This could come from a separate savings account, a recent paycheck, etc. There's also a matter of down payment. Down payments can range from 0 to 20% or more of the total cost of the home. How much your down payment is depends on how much you're financing, the loan type, your credit score, or personal preference. If you're looking to get a mortgage approval, it's very likely you'll need to cover a down payment. Plus, as I mentioned, you probably have a few other expenses to cover. Closing costs, repairs to new home, or inspection fees. They can all add up pretty much quickly. Some people save for years before buying a home so they can cover those expenses. Now, why does your lender care about deposits? 
When a lender reviews your credit history and financial situation for mortgage approval, they're trying to answer a few specific questions. Do you have a history that demonstrates you're likely to pay back a loan as agreed? Do you have the funds to afford the loan you want to take out? Does your application and situation comply with any special rules for the loan type? Rules called guidelines. If you have a recent large and unusual deposit in your bank account, it could give a lender reason to pause. They may want to know where the money came from so they can adjust your mortgage calculations if necessary. So what do we consider a large deposit for a mortgage? It's not typically the size of the deposit that's an issue, but whether or not it seems unusual for your account. For example, if you regularly carry a $100,000 balance in your account with deposits of $5,000 coming in from time to time, the bank likely won't question a deposit of that amount. But if your balance was $1,000 regularly and you suddenly get a sudden $5,000 deposit, you might have some splendid to do. Here's a rule of thumb. If the deposit is more than 25% of your monthly income, it'll probably raise eyebrows. If you make $20 an hour, you earn $41,600 annually without overtime. That's roughly $34.50 a month. So a deposit of more than $866 unrelated to your income might be investigated by lenders. Obviously, you don't have to explain unusual deposits like child support or obviously marked income that you've already accounted for in your mortgage application. You also won't need to explain deposits such as your tax refund, which are clearly marked on your statement. What mortgage companies will ask about are large cash deposits. They typically, a mortgage company wants to document about a large unusual deposit is if the deposit complies with the loan program you are approved for, if it was a gift for your down payment, or if it was a loan that needs to be calculated into your debt-to-income ratio. Seasoned cash deposits might not count. Lenders typically only ask for two or three months of statements if you deposited cash months or years ago, and I've been holding that money in savings for this purpose. Mortgage companies likely will not ask for a paper trail on it, It'll be considered part of your savings, your assets. If you're asked to explain your cash deposits for a mortgage, make sure you're honest and clear about where the cash came from. If a mortgage lender is asking for proof of deposit, you might need copies of receipts or contracts related to the transaction, especially if you've earned the money via a side gig or freelancing. A gift letter stating that the money is a gift and you do not have to pay it back or documentation of a loan or grant, particularly if it's part of an approved program for assisting with down payments. Know that the source of the deposit could disqualify you for mortgage approval. For example, if you take out a personal loan for your down payment, you've added another monthly payment to your budget. The mortgage lender would need to go through the approval process again with this debt in mind, in other cases, a loan or even a gift to help you cover the down payment could derail your home hopes. That's because some mortgage programs have rules against this type of funding for down payments. The bottom line with cash deposits for mortgages, make sure you understand the requirements of the potential mortgage program before you seek extra funding to cover a down payment or other expenses, and make sure to document any unusual deposit transfer to your bank account before applying for a mortgage. Before you start shopping for mortgage loans, I suggest going to myfico.com and double-checking what your scores are. Make sure they are accurate because that is always a big issue 
when we're talking about credit scores, when we're talking about your, your credit report. And your credit score is what's going to drive the interest rate. Just throw that out there for you. That's the real-time real estate segment brought to you by the area-trusted real estate professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Three of the latest reports show housing market is strong. The residential real estate market is remaining resilient as the country still struggles to beat the COVID-19 pandemic. Three separate reports recently revealed how the housing market is still showing growth. And here's a look at each one. Number one, Ivy Zellman's real estate broker survey. The survey explains that purchaser demand remains strong. Quote, this month's overall home buyer demand rating was easily the strongest sequential gain in our survey history. Strength continues to be led by the entry level, while high-end demand is less robust in an absolute sense. There has also been relative improvement, with contacts attributing incremental improvement to the stock market's rebound, record low mortgage rates, and luxury customers trading out of high-priced cities. Number two, National Association of Home Builders Housing Market Index. The index reveals that builder confidence has returned to levels last seen prior to the pandemic. Quoting a strong signal that the housing market is ready to lead a post-COVID economic recovery, builder confidence in the market for newly built single-family homes jumped 14 points to 72 in July. According to the latest National Association of Home Builders, Wells Fargo Housing Market Index, the HMI now stands at a solid pre-pandemic reading for March before the outbreak affected much of the nation, unquote. Number three, Realtor.com Housing Market Recovery Index. The index leverages a weighted average of four key components of the housing industry, tracking each of them. Number one, housing demand, growth in online search activity. Number two, price, growth in asking prices. Number three, housing supply, the growth of new listings. And number four, pace of sales, difference in time on the market. It then compares the current status to the last week of January 2020 market trend as a baseline for pre-COVID market growth. The overall index is set to 100 in this baseline period. The higher a market's index value, the higher its recovery, and vice versa. The latest results came in at 101 with Realtor.com explaining, I quote, the housing market has recovered from the immediate disruption caused by COVID pandemic and returned to January 2020 growth levels. Bottom line, real, real, real estate brokers, home builders, and industry data all agree that the housing market has surged back to pre-COVID levels showing growth, strength, and incredible resilience. Again, you are listening to Ron Siegel Radio, discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial markets. When we come back, what happens when you pay off a car loan and how to pay your credit cards properly to get the biggest advantage to your credit scores? You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990, 800 or com. Connect with us, facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio. On Twitter, at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the numeral one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford? Are you earning a safe, secure 10 plus percent return on your investments? Is your credit score over 800? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564. 
Complete a three-minute complimentary survey and the area-trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to 79564. Most businesses struggle to get the online reviews they need to get a competitive edge over their competition. Rex is a brand new technology that uses text messages to direct happy clients to your online review sites, Zillow, Google, Facebook, and Yelp, and unhappy clients to a private survey so businesses can win more customers. Try Rex today by going to www.meetrex.com. Are you currently renting a home? Do you like paying someone else's mortgage payment? Why not explore the options to purchase your own home? Can you imagine a 30-year fixed rate loan below 4.25% APR? This means with $10,500, you can purchase a $295,000 home and have a principal and interest payment of about $1,400 per month. What are you paying in rent? Does your family deserve the opportunity to take advantage of the current market? To learn more about these exciting opportunities, the Seagull Lending team is standing by to speak with you. Call now, 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or visit SiegelLendingTeam.com. That's S-I-E-G-E-L LendingTeam.com. Or 1-800-306-1990. Rate subject to change without notice. Licensed by NMLS ID 217037 and 145502. Equal housing lender. Not endorsed or sponsored by any government agency. Do you have a goal of mortgage-free home ownership? What if your home was valued at $500,000? Are you aware that a free and clear home could be costing you $2,500 every month, $30,000 per year? The mortgage planners at the Siegel Lending Team would like to show you how you can own your home, generate tax-free income, and accumulate family wealth. You simply need to call the Ron Siegel Team at 1-800-306-1990. That is 1-800-306-1990. By sending the team a copy of your most recent mortgage statement, the team will send you a no-obligation real estate plan. You be the judge if this is right for your family. Again, all you have to do is send the team a copy of your mortgage statement by email to reap at ronsiegelradio.com or call today, Ron Siegel, 1-800-306-1990. That is 1-800-306-1990. Great subject change and without notice. Licensed by the California DOC and BRENMLS 217037 and 145502 and CALBRE 01869452 and 1866775. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron. Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or anytime at 800 306 1990. The Your Credit Matters segment today being brought to you by CreditSanitizer.com. You have a credit report. It is wrong. What are you doing about it? Credit Sanitizer has these solutions for you. Again, you just need to make that call. Go to the site, 800-306-1990 or CreditSanitizer.com. What happens when you pay off your car loan? According to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, around 2.3 million car loans originate every year. Car loans can take years to pay off, so when you finally pay it off, you might wonder, now what? What happens when you pay off your car? What should you do with the money when you previously put towards your monthly payments? Got a few ideas, but keep in mind that everyone's finances are different. So while our suggestions might work for some, they probably don't work for everyone. 
Firstly, paying off your car is a huge accomplishment, so congratulations. Wait a second, I think I've got my people here ready to congratulate you. <laughs> paying off any loan isn't always easy, and now you finally own your car, which is a pretty big deal. Luckily for you, the hard part is over, but there are still a few steps you should take after you pay off your car. Number one, get your car title. You usually don't have to take action for this step. In most states, your lender notifies the Department of Motor Vehicles or Bureau of Motor Vehicles or other equivalent entity in your state of the title change. Once the paperwork clears, the title is mailed to you. Not much for you to do except keep an eye on the mail if you don't get your title in a few weeks. After paying off your loan, call your lender. You'll need the title if you ever want to sell your car or use it for collateral when applying for credit. Number two, reconsider your finances. If you're paying off a vehicle and not planning to buy another with a new loan, you'll have a little more extra room in your budget. In 2019, new car buyers committed to an average monthly payment of around $550. So when you pay off your car loan, there's a good chance you'll have an extra $300 or more per month. You might be tempted to splurge on fun stuff or to make large purchases you've been putting off. But unless your transportation situation is radically changing soon, you can always need a car. And that means you'll eventually need to pay for the next one. Plus, owning a car is expensive. Even if you completely paid it off, you'll have to change your oil, new tires, much more. And that's just regular maintenance. If you get in even a minor accident, you could have a major repair expense on your hand. That's why it's a good idea to put some of that extra money in savings. If you end up getting a new car eventually, you can pay for all or part of your next vehicle with cash. That reduces how much you have to finance, which can significantly reduce the total cost of your next vehicle. Another option is to use the money to continue to pay down other debt to put yourself in a better financial situation in the future. It's also worth putting part of that cash in your short-term savings. You can easily dip into those funds if you need to get any work done on your car, but whatever you plan to do with the money, take the time to look at your personal budget. That gives you a chance to see exactly where this money might make the most difference. Number three, notify your car insurance company <clears throat> when you've paid off, off your loan so you can remove the lien holder from your policy. You don't need to wait until you have the title in your hand to make the call. This step is important because if your financed vehicle were totaled in a wreck, the insurance payment would go to the lender. Once you paid off the car and own it outright, the payment goes to you. Consider any new insurance options. Most states have requirements for what types of coverage you must carry on your car. At minimum, most states, you need bodily injury, property damage liability. That will cover the losses of other people if it's caused in a wreck that is deemed your fault. There are some exceptions to those requirements, though. But your lender will likely require additional insurance coverage until you pay off the loan. Many lenders require you to also carry comp and collision coverage. This is part of your insurance policy that pays for damage to your vehicle if you get into an accident that is deemed your fault. Lenders require this extra coverage to protect their investment, their collateral. They want to know if you, your car is totaled, they can recover the value that you owe them. Once you pay off the loan, whether or not you carry this level of insurance coverage might be your choice. Talk to your insurance agent, find out what your options are, and if you can save money by changing your insurance coverage. Just remember that if you drop this coverage and get into an accident, you may have to cover the cost of repair or a new vehicle on your own.
Also check your rates for auto insurance online in addition to saving money on your monthly vehicle payment. You may be able to save a lot on your insurance coverage. Does paying off your car loan early hurt your credit? To get out of debt or change your current car, you might decide to pay off your car loan early. Your credit is not penalized by making early payments on debt. However, paying off an entire account can cause a small dip in your credit score temporarily. That's because open accounts with a positive payment history impact your credit score more than closed accounts with positive payment history. Your wallet might also take a small hit depending on how your loan is structured. Find out if your loan includes any penalties for paying off the principal early before you make a decision to do that. That's your Credit Matters, again, brought to you by creditsanitizer.com. You have a credit report. It is wrong. What are you doing about it? Credit Sanitizer has the solutions for you. I mentioned before the break I was going to chat with you a little bit about the right way to pay your credit. There's a lot of people that pay credit, and they don't necessarily understand the right way or the wrong way. You've got two dates on your credit report, on your on your credit card statements. You've got a statement closing date, and you've got a payment due date. The most important data is your statement closing date. Right? You always want to make sure that your payment due date is covered. So you make set up going to your bank and set a minimum payment, I don't know, $1,500, whatever it is, to make sure that you're always making a minimum payment on your credit card. But here's the issue. I am going to highly recommend, look at this, the 10th, the, the 20th, and the 30th, the last day of the month. Just go in and make a payment right then. Ideally, if you can pay off your credit card in full at each of those time periods, when you look at the statement, go on your go on your your credit card company's website, look how much you owe them, 10th, 20th, and 30th. And just pay the whole thing at that time if you can afford to. Pay as much as you can at that time if you can afford to. The idea here is at the end of your statement closing date, before they generate the statement, that's when you want your statement to be the lowest balance possible. And think about that concept being the lowest balance possible because the whole idea there is that's when they're going to report to the credit bureaus and that's when they're going to determine your credit utilization. Yeah, that's the important number, credit utilization. So if you have a $1,000 limit on your credit card and you've got a $900 in used balance, that's a 90% utilization, and it will have a negative impact or probably will have a negative impact on your credit score. The idea is as you lower that utilization amount, your credit score will increase. So you're going to want that to go to 70%, all your credit cards. Then you want to try and get them down all below 50%, below 30%. And ideally, keeping them all below 10%, especially at that statement closing date. That's the date that matters the most. So continually watching these things will help your credit score. And the idea there is if you understand your credit score, if you understand how it works, that's when you're going to start getting the best results. That's when you're going to get the highest scores, and it's going to work for you best. Just throw that out there, and as always, I ask you, set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to John and Sean for engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us.
That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or to meet any of our guests, call me anytime, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com. And remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Siegel Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.